Welcome in everybody to our pregame episode of the Shant Show. We're going to be going over what the Shants can expect from an Arkansas State team coming up this Thursday. I'm Curtis. I'm joined by Josh, Mario, and Jordan. So let's jump into this, guys. We'll start with a quick breakdown of of the opponent themselves. Arkansas State, uh, one and four, zero and one in the Sun Belt with a loss to Georgia Southern last week. They <laughs> their only win this season <laughs> is against Central Arkansas. Uh, for those of you not familiar, you shouldn't be. They're an FCS team. Uh, they won that game 40-21, to but it wasn't really all that convincing. They pulled away late in the game to get that point spread. And then the next week, they played Washington. That's their only Power 5 team that they've played this year and got absolutely demolished 52-3. to yeah, and a lot of people were putting it on that weekend. They were like, this Washington-Arkansas um, State game is one to watch. Arkansas State might get an upset in. They're supposed to have a really good offense, new coach. And then they just fell flat on their face, looked awful, put up three points, got 50 dropped on them. So since then, they've been all downhill, all their hype was building up, and then they just looked awful. So expect more of that this week. If they're putting up three points against um, Washington, I'm curious to see what the Shawns are going to yeah. do with their Black Swarm defense. Probably better, if I'm being honest. But, yeah, it's, you know, they fell down flat on their face against Washington and then continued to fall. Like, they've just kept rolling, and, and it culminated last week with a loss to Georgia Southern, a team that, isn't really all that good themselves. And it bodes well for what the Shants can expect in Jonesboro, Arkansas on Thursday. Yeah, especially since they got almost 60 dropped on them by Georgia Southern, whose offense is usually not that potent, and they beat you with defense and good scheme. So the Shants definitely should roll this week and put up a lot of points. So jumping into a little bit of a statistical analysis, their offense averages 32 points a game, which is not – Terrible. I mean, that's not awful. The 470 yards, not awful. The problem is their defense. Their defense this season has averaged giving up 45.6 points a game and damn near 600 yards against. And those numbers are bolstered by a victory over an FCS team, right, That that's helped make those numbers look reasonable, at least in terms of the offense. So it, it shows a, a very weak team that a very strong team in Coastal is going to take on. Yep. I look forward to seeing what Grace McCall is going to do for us this week when we play them. Um, definitely should be seeing at least 300 to 350, maybe even 400 yards passing. That's if he can get into the second half of the game this week. So we'll see. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Me, me, personally, I'm interested to see what James Blackman is going to do considering the fact that that's probably their, their best weapon on offense. I mean, he has 1,264 yards. And ATDs with four picks. Overall, that'd be the guy I'd probably be most concerned about. But overall, I'm not concerned at all. Yeah, their offense isn't really that bad. As he mentioned, 32 points a game. You should be able to win games scoring 32 points. But not when you give up 46 points a game. That's just shooting yourself in the foot. And the shots should be able to put up at least a good bit over that average allowed. So. Yeah, yeah. James Blackman is, is their quarterback, as Mario stated earlier. He's pretty much their only weapon, and he only has one target to find uh, in Corey Rucker. 28 receptions on the season, 258 yards and six touchdowns through five games. That's pretty impressive. The problem with that is it's just them, right? You shut down those two, their running game has been almost non-existent this season. 
They have uh, less than 500 yards in five games. Two rushers over 100 yards apiece, but just barely. Almost no touchdowns on the ground either. They don't have a secondary wide receiver threat. They don't have a tight end like we do in Isaiah Likely, where you can, you know, there's your second option. They really don't have that. So Coastal can key in pretty quickly on quarterback and wide receiver and shut them down and prevent them from doing anything with, again, an offense that we expect to be at least halfway decent. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I want to point out, I mean, I know Mario and, and Curtis were bringing up uh, James Blackman. Also, be on the lookout for Lane Hatcher. He may also get to see some playing time if things can get things get ugly this week. So he's had a pretty decent season as well. He's had uh, seven touchdowns and two interceptions. So if we start rolling like we, we know we can roll, you'll probably be seeing a lot of him in the second half as well. So. Yeah, one name you haven't heard yet this season at all is DeJordan Strong. He's senior corner from JUCO, and he's a promising NFL prospect as well because nobody really wants to throw at him. He's been locked up on the number one receiver. He's had a couple chances for picks. He had one called back, but they throw at Corey Rucker. They've thrown at him six, seven, eight times a game, so maybe DeJordan Strong will be able to get his first pick this weekend. Again, I'm looking for it. Yeah, absolutely, and and – that's a matchup we're going to have to keep an eye on because if DeJordan or Spillum or Mats over the top can shut down that guy, it becomes pretty rudimentary, right? There's yeah. not a run game threat at all. There's not a secondary wide receiver option at all. And it bodes well for this defense that in the past two weeks has given up nine combined points. So you, you look forward to you know another notch in the belt of keeping opponents to single digits or... Hell, maybe even a shutout. Looking to Arkansas State's defense, there's not a whole lot to report again. This is the side of the ball that they are severely lacking in, giving up nearly 600 yards a game. The only real standout is Kevon Bennett, a defensive lineman. He's their sacks leader with three and a half, which is a pretty impressive total in five games. That's that's pretty good numbers, but there's not really anyone that stands out and you can look at and go, hey, this guy has a chance to slow Coastal down. Well, I'll say this. I think the second guy, if we had to pick one, is probably Ellery Alexander. He's a safety. He leads the team in tackles. He's got a sack and he's got an interception for 16 yards. But other than that, oh, and he's got a forced fumble too, excuse me. And yeah. two fumble recoveries. So there's another guy. Yeah, he's not bad. But when you're leading tackler as a safety, that doesn't that's work right. well for your defense. Right. That says a lot about your team. Exactly. says a lot about your pass yeah, that's a lot of down-the-field deep tackles. That's, you know, he's getting tackles after you've picked up five, six, seven, yeah. ten yards. He's the guy who has to make the tackle to stop it. And if he's your leading tackler, right. you're not a good defense. But overall, I mean, he's got a sack. He's got an interception. He's got a forced fumble and two fumble recovery. So he's he's a decent contributor on that defense. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a name that, that McCall's going to have to watch out for when he drops back to pass. Uh, an interesting note with Arkansas State, their head coach is Butch Jones of Tennessee uh, and Cincinnati. I don't want to call it fame, maybe infamy, at least for Tennessee anyways. Um, but a guy that's been kicking around in, in the coaching ranks for a while, did well with Cincinnati, um, was hired at Tennessee to kind of take that program back to the, the heights that they had in the Peyton Manning era and couldn't do it. Left, um, eventually ended up at Mississippi State, and is now in his first season as head coach with the Red Wolves of Arkansas State. Yeah, and he's obviously been good enough to get Power 5 coaching jobs, high-level Group of 5 coaching jobs. So he comes from an area where a lot of teams were willing to trust him, and he was on the Alabama coaching staff as well. So he has a lot of experience coaching in big situations. 
But so far, he's 1-4 as a head coach, and he hasn't really been able to kind of instill his program there, and that's something that comes with time. But we'll see how he fares against a dominant group of five team. He has an opportunity this weekend. So this is probably his biggest game so far other than Washington at Arkansas State so far. Yeah, and I think this has the potential to be bigger than than Washington. I know Washington's a Power 5 team, but you're inviting the co-champions of the Sun Belt last year into you know your home stadium on a Thursday night. The fans are going to be excited for it. They're a top 15 team. You're not going to get to see many of those really ever at Arkansas State, at least at home, right? So this is a game that, that they're going to be excited for, that Coastal has to come out prepared and ready for, because it could be a trap game. I mean, it, Butch Jones is going to have them ready to play at the very least. Yep. And like you said, this could actually be a trap game. Just looking to see if we can get everybody, and I know all of our seniors are not going to allow this to happen, but we can't just look forward past this team. Ten days after this game, we got to take a, a Wednesday night trip in the Boone to play Appalachian State. We got to make sure we take care of business this week coming up and then focus on the task at hand going into Appalachian State. Right, it's going to be a long, long road test too as well. I mean, it's almost a month, not quite a month, but it's pretty close to that. And this is these road games are going to be a big test for Coastal Carolina to see how they do in a hostile area. Yeah, next home game isn't until Troy, which is the blackout. So you've got a long way to wait until you're back in, in Conway in friendly territory. So starting this, this road trip, if you want to call it that, on the right foot is really important for the squad. That being said, I don't really see any reason for Coastal to be super worried. Um, the defense has proven in the past three weeks um, that they're they're super ready. They looked a bit suspect against Citadel and even more so against Kansas. They've righted those wrongs. There's nothing that you can point to on the defensive side of the ball for Coastal that you're worried about. Offense has always done offensive things. They're, they're phenomenal. Um, they are first in the FBS in points per game. Um, the margin of victory for Coastal Carolina is second in the FBS behind number two, Georgia, whose defense is historically good. You're talking four points per game for that defense. So mm-hmm. that's ridiculously good to be just a touch behind them yeah. is, is a real, you know, shout, is a real good thing for Coastal going into this game. It makes you feel real confident. So the line currently sits, uh, if you're a betting man, at 18.5 point favorites Coastal is. I'm going to be betting on that. I can tell you that very much. Uh, <laughs> uh, I really don't think that this game is, is going to be close at all. Um, with that, I think we kind of jump into our predictions. What are you thinking, Josh? I'm thinking 52-10, to 10, Sean's obviously. Um, I think Arkansas State... I mean, maybe in garbage time they get a few points. That's where I have it at sitting at 10. I think the starting defense will be motivated to keep doing what they've been doing the last couple weeks. And the offense, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be able to roll. We might put up more than that. If I mean, if Washington could put up 59 against them and Georgia Southern almost dropped 60 on them as well, there's no reason we shouldn't put more than that up. But we do tend to rest our starters fairly quickly. Right, absolutely. Me, I got it at 55-14. I just think that, obviously, we have such a great, great offense. But they got a decent offense as well. I think, like he said, in garbage time, they might score, like, two touchdowns. Or they might score a touchdown, like, somewhere in, like, the second quarter and then do it later on. But there's no need to be worried for me. I got it at 55-14. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to be 60-3. to Shots uh, are going to roll. Uh, just everything's going to go well. Uh, throughout the entire game. I see the offense going out there. There's probably going to be 40, 
42, maybe 45 to zero at halftime, and we're going to see the defense continue to keep doing what they're going to do. I see Arkansas State coming in late and getting a field goal in, but I definitely see us putting up 60 points on this team. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm right there with you. I've got it at 63-9. to nine. I think Coastal drops their first 60 bomb of the season. Um, the other reason I believe that is we've gotten good news about Grayson McCall's injury. Um, it's, you know, they pulled him last week. It was a preventative measure, but Chadwell said, you know, everything's good. If he needed to play, he would have. So I don't think that's going to be a hindrance. And the only injury that's left that we don't know anything about uh, right now is uh, our kicker. So I think, you know, you can get past that pretty quickly. I think Coastal is up by at least 30, maybe even 40 by halftime, and you start rolling out your second and third teams again like we have for the past couple of games. So moving to a national outlook here, uh, looking at games that matter for Coastal's ranking in the AP poll, games that we're excited to watch. What do you got on the slate this weekend, Mario? Um, for me, I think games for us to watch is probably going to be, I want to say, Texas and Oklahoma. I think that's going to be a very, very good game. Both teams, ranking-wise, are very, very close to Coastal. And even if one of those teams loses and we end up d- dominating uh, Arkansas State, I think we can definitely go up a little bit, at least above one of those teams. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's a real possibility. I'm keeping an eye on Arkansas and Ole Miss. Those are two teams that got absolutely destroyed last week. Um, Arkansas is slightly ahead of Coastal in the rankings, and Ole Miss is slightly behind. So, again, we've talked about this in previous uh, episodes. That's a game that we would love to end in a 0-0 tie, yeah. right? One of them has to win it. I'm kind of hoping that it's it's Ole Miss, but I hope they win it in like a last second safety yeah. or something, you know, something that that they barely squeak out a victory because that's a team that even though the team in front of us lost, the team that won is just behind us. You know, the pollsters love the SEC. That might jump ahead of Coastal and not give Coastal the ranking that they truly deserve. Yeah, one thing I'm looking at, especially as it pertains to Coastal, is BYU and Boise State. It is at BYU, so it's going to be a tough environment for Boise to come in at. But Boise State's a big name. They're not necessarily that great this year, but the line's sitting around three, three and a half right now. So somebody thinks it's going to be close, and we would hope that Boise can come in and upset BYU so BYU can go ahead and fall out of the rankings. They shouldn't be above us anyways, and if that happens, they won't be. So I'm looking at that. Yeah, for me, uh, to watch that pertains to Coastal as well, I'm going to watch the Notre Dame-Virginia Tech game. I think I'm just curious to see how both these teams are going to come out and show out. I know we all know that Notre Dame didn't come out and do what they are supposed to do. They didn't handle business against Cincinnati. And we, I'm also curious to see how Virginia Tech is going to do. They're 3-1. and one, uh, Notre Dame's 4-1. and one. I just want to see who's going to win. I'm, I'm looking for Virginia Tech to pull off the upset so we can continue to keep moving up in the top 25 rankings. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we always talk about Coastal becoming the champion, if you will, of the group of five. So we always keep Cincinnati on the radar. This weekend they're playing a Temple team that's not great. But, again, you know, we're always looking for somebody to upset Cincinnati and and propel Coastal into that number one group of five slot right now. Um, In terms of games that we don't think really will have an impact on Coastal's ranking or, you know, where Coastal's at at the end of the season but games we're excited about, I'm going to start this one with 
Penn State and Iowa, top five matchup in the AP poll. Um, it's going to be an afternoon kickoff in Kinnick Stadium. That's always a tough environment to play in. Penn State has looked good so far this season, but so has Iowa. Both defenses are playing out of their minds. So that's going to be a game where, you know, if the under is more than – or the over and under is more than, like, 20 points – Put it on the under. I don't. That game's gonna <laughs> yeah. be that game. That game's gonna be some old school nineteen twenties, you know, football that ends in a four two final score type stuff. So that's gonna be fun to watch. Absolutely, and I mean, one team that I've been looking at that has been doing really good, and it's a very entertaining team in Cincinnati. If one of those teams loses between Penn State or Iowa, I expect Cincinnati to be in that top four if they end up taking care of business. Yeah, absolutely, and and we talked about it on our, our last episode, our post game after ULM about how if Cincinnati doesn't lose like we want them to, towards the end of the season we become Cincinnati fans because we hope they get the number four spot in the playoff and then the group of five bid automatically goes to Coastal at the end of the season should Coastal take care of business like we fully expect them to. Last game uh, on the docket there, uh, Alabama-Texas A&M. Texas A&M, a team that lost and didn't look particularly good against Mississippi State. They lost the week before that to Arkansas. But again, a chance to rebound um, and and play a team that they enjoy playing against Mm -hmm. in in Alabama. They they really relish in the opportunity to take on, you know, the kings of the SEC, and I think they'll they'll fully come out ready for that game. It always pertains back to the Johnny football, Johnny Manziel. I think it started there, and ever since then, I think Alabama has gotten – a, a really punch in the mouth with Texas A&M. So I'm about like you, Curtis. I feel like this is going to be a game that really doesn't pertain to us, but you just never can tell with Texas A&M how they're going to come out. But I, I still got the, the tide rolling. Yeah, and Texas A&M, this happened last year. They lost to Alabama early in the season, and then they ended up being fifth in the college football playoff ranking, and they wanted another shot to play Alabama but they were kept out of the playoff because they couldn't compete with them earlier in the season. So you know they've been looking for this matchup since it happened last year. So they'll definitely be motivated, and it's at home in front of that 12th man. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't see I don't see this being close at all. If there is an over-under, if I am betting on this game, I am definitely betting on the over, okay? Texas A&M this year, I don't think they are as productive as they were last year when last year they had, like, Kellen Moore, and he was doing great things for them. I don't think they're as productive I got Alabama destroying them. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a, a particularly controversial opinion. I, I feel the same way, but again, it's it's Alabama. You always got to keep an eye on the big dog and hope somebody takes them down, right? Absolutely. In the same vein, we've got Georgia and Auburn in there as well. Um, Georgia's defense has looked phenomenal. And in all honesty, right, as Coastal fans out of this game, you want – Georgia to win because Alabama or excuse me Auburn is right behind us in the rankings, but you want them to win by a small margin, <laughs> so that Coastal can take that number right. one right. spot from them in terms of margin of victory. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to those games this weekend. So, so with that, I think we're going to kind of wrap up this uh, pregame episode. We all predict a victory for Coastal Carolina. We all expect it to be by a pretty wide margin as well. Um, there's not a whole lot that worries us in this game. So I think the boys are going to travel to Arkansas, come home with a victory, and then you've got 13 days to prepare for the boys up there on the mountain in Boone and in App State in a game that we're really, really looking forward to. But with that being said, 
I'm Curtis. I'm going to sign off for my co-hosts Jordan, Mario, and Josh. Thanks for tuning in. Follow us on Twitter at The Shant Show, on Instagram at Shant Show, and look for us on YouTube uh, at the, the username The Shant Show.